Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. What is life coaching and do you need it? Maybe you find yourself thinking that while you're listening to this podcast. Well, I can tell you life coaching changed my life and I had had years of therapy. I mean, years of therapy. Therapy um, helped with a lot of, you know, figuring out what my issues were. And then therapists a lot of times give advice. I don't give advice. What a life coach does is helps you figure out where you're stuck, where you're not happy, why you're not happy, and then we help you move forward, like map it out, come up with tools that'll help you. You're accessing your own inner wisdom. I know it makes my job so easy because we each have that own inner wisdom. If you're curious about life coaching, let's do a complimentary discovery call. It is so much fun and I think you'll be blown away. I mean, really, even 30 minutes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rock your world. So let's try it. Come on over to CoachHopeCook.com and that's where you schedule your complimentary discovery call. Your journey. Your journey as it relates to your career, finding a career that you love, finding something to do with yourself during the day, something that will provide for you and or your family. Um, This is a journey and so many of us, so many of you are in a place of stuckness. You're not sure exactly what it is you want to do or maybe you know what you want to do, but you don't know how to get there. So I had 12 hours to think about this yesterday. I was on a journey in a U-Haul van for half of it and in a brand new car for the other half of it. And I want to tell you about how the different stages of my journey relate to the stages that you're going through. So the first stage is, and I have somebody really close to me who's going through this, you're stuck you are like, I don't like where things are right now, but I have no idea what I want. You're overwhelmed. You're uncertain. You're lost. It's one of the most frustrating places to be. But as I told this per- this friend, like this is the beginning of your journey. This is so exciting. I mean, they don't want to hear that, so I didn't use the word exciting, but you are officially Like at the starting line, you're officially in square one of the change cycle as described by Martha Beck, author and Oprah's life coach. So square one is where the change starts. She likens it to um, 
a cocoon, a chrysalis. So this is where the caterpillar begins to form the cocoon. It's starting to change. It's not yet the new thing that it's going to become, but it's also not the old thing. It's no longer a caterpillar that's crawling around. It's now in this stuck phase. So this is um, actually a beautiful place to be, but it's so hard for the people who are going through it. And they want to know when it's going to end and, um, you know, what am I going to end up doing, especially when it comes to their job. Like if they're at a place where they know they don't want to stay at the same place, but they don't know where it is they want to go. This is, is just such a hard place to sit still and be. Um, but as Martha describes it, there's sort of this um, enzyme soup. They're just a bunch of mush and you can't speed this up. It's, it's not like you could take scissors and cut open the cocoon and make the butterfly come out quicker. So this stage lasts as long as it lasts. You can't speed it up. All you can do is sort of take notice, um, ask, get somebody, maybe a coach or a therapist, ask you a lot of questions, just sort of dive deep into your what's inside, your thoughts, your limiting beliefs, all the fear. Um, so this is like when my old Nissan Leaf got totaled, and I wrote about this in my newsletter. Poor old Leaf. Her name was Lady Leaf, and she was crunched from behind by a big gigantic truck and she did we didn't even know how damaged she was until the body shop finally got a look at her a month later and then I mean this is dramatic but I was thrown directly into square one as far as vehicles I was lost I was stuck I was like what do I do because for those of you who've never had a totaled vehicle you can't pick it up from the body shop you can't say Oh, it's okay. I'll just drive it beat up. You can't do that. It's taken apart. They don't let you drive it legally. Your insurance won't pay for you to be insured. It's like this whole big thing. So I was at a point where I was completely stuck. I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do, what kind of car I wanted, despite my husband warning me that we needed to start thinking about this like a year ago. I didn't. So this could be with your job where you just start thinking like, I don't like it here anymore. I don't like who I am in this job. This isn't what I imagined life would be like at 40 or 35. Um, or it could be when something happens to you, you get laid off or somebody buys your company or you know, the pandemic hits and all of a sudden you have to homeschool your children. So it could be something that you just slowly awaken to, or it could be some cataclysmic event that happens to you. Okay, so the second phase, you start daydreaming. It's slow at first. It may be like every few days you think, well, what if, what if this happens? What if I could do this? But you're not ready to take action yet. So the first few days of having a car that was no more, I didn't want to do anything. I just needed to sort of mourn the loss of um, the old car. So that was the grieving phase. And it's normal to grieve who you were or what you were or what was. You know, if it's a the loss of a loved one, you're going to spend a fair amount of time just sort of being immobile and grieving that. Um, so give yourself the space to do that. But when you start slowly waking up, you start daydreaming. 
So you're not the butterfly yet. You're not flying around. You're not really taking action. You're just thinking, maybe, maybe this could happen. What if I did this? And this is where the thinking brain will immediately put the smack down on it. So you may have one of these like, oh, I'm drinking coffee and I'm excited and I'm like on a stimulant. I'm going to daydream about uh, selling cookies for a living. And then your thinking brain will immediately be like, uh-uh, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard of. With me in this car, I started daydreaming. What if I had a Tesla? What if I had a, I don't know, I don't dream too big, but Tesla was like my, my ultimate daydream. And spoiler alert, I didn't get a Tesla, but it's okay. All right, so at this stage, you're just dreaming. You're not ready to take action. So if you're in this stage, I want you to dream and allow yourself to dream. Give yourself permission. You can even tell yourself, like, it is safe to dream. It is safe to let myself dream. This is um, when I'm seeing clients in this phase. There are a lot of fun tools. One of them is the ideal day exercise. So I walk them through. First, I get them out of their thinking brain, and I walk them through all the ways that they would like for their life to be five years from now or three years from now. And they may not know exactly like, oh, I want to get in my car and drive to a bank and work in a bank. They don't usually know that, but they know I would love to wake up and not have to clock in somewhere, or I would love to work with a team of people. I want to collaborate. Right now, I work by myself. I would love to collaborate. So we take uh, kind of vague stuff like that and come up with a daydream of how they would like um, to feel or how they would kind of a, a vision board glimpse of what they would like their life to look like in a few years. The third step is you figure out where you want to end up, sort of. So this is the vision board type thing. So you, you kind of start scheming. So the first stage was more dreaming, then you start scheming. Um, you're more like, yeah, I actually, you know, if you want to work in a bank, yes, I actually do know somebody who works in a bank, and I could call her and see if they ever hire somebody without accounting experience. Or, I really do, what if I lived on a sailboat? Well, I guess I'd have to, you know, figure out how to live close to the water. <laughs> so you start scheming. Then, okay, so for the car, this was where I started thinking, okay, I've got to get a car. Um, there is a tax incentive. If you, and so I started kind of looking stuff up. Um, but you're still just sort of daydreaming but maybe a little more action behind it. So I was looking stuff up on the internet, talking to people who had electric cars or who didn't have electric cars and asking them what they thought about it. Um, if you're in this stage, just go with it. Notice if your thinking brain is, um, is or your inner critic is like, you could never do that. Are you crazy? You live in the mountains with the snow. You could never live on a sailboat. And that's, we do, when you're in this phase, we do work around your limiting beliefs, your inner critic, um, your mindset. So a lot of this is mind over matter. I know that sounds woo-woo, but it's true. Okay, number four, you determine your destination. You say, I would love it if this happened. So you, you still don't really have a plan, 
but you come up with an idea of what you would like things to be like in the future. So it's just a step further than like the ideal day. Ideal day is more um, like if anything could happen, this is what I would love to see. And then when you determine your destination, it would be more like, yes, I definitely want to go back to law school. So number five, you start doing the prep work, the research, the talking, the deciding. Some people call this reverse engineering. So with my destination, I decided, I made the decision, I am getting a Nissan Leaf. That's what I had before. I like it. It's a good car. Um, it's reliable. Our other one lasted almost 10 years, and that's what I want. So the prep work involved lots of internet research, um, lots of talking to people, car dealers. Um, it was more, actually what I did first was more internal work. So I would say number five is more internal work. Like you're, you're still thinking through it all. So if we're talking about career in step five, what we're going to do is think of people who have access to that particular job or that career or that um, side hustle. We're going to think of, um, you know, places you could go to learn more about it. Do you need extra skills? Do you need to um, take a course? Do you need to sign up for, you know, a mentor or somebody who know, who's been doing it for a long time? And then number six, we start taking actual baby steps. So you're not buying the car yet. You're not uh, quitting your job and starting law school yet. You're not moving across the country. You haven't bought the sailboat yet in step six. You're doing baby steps. So baby steps might be like you sign up for a sail sailing lesson on your vacation. Our friends, uh, Bill and Julie, they took their first um, sailing trip while they were, they did it on a vacation. And that's when they made the big decision to like, we want to live on a sailboat for a year. Um, I, my baby step was calling car dealers and getting estimates. So that was, I mean, that felt like a big step. I actually told them I was ready to buy. I would put down a deposit because you, none of them had new cars in stock. You had to like put an offer in without even seeing the car. So the baby steps, you're taking action. You could like show somebody, look, I did this. And that is when we really come up against limiting beliefs. And, you know, who am I to, who am I to do this? Like, I don't know how to sail a boat. What if this happens? What if that happens? So there's a huge amount of imposter syndrome and like, ah, I want to go backwards. So it's like the butterfly analogy. You would be out on the limb and you're starting to like flex your wings, but you haven't like jumped off yet. And so that brings us to number seven, the big decision. You're like, I am doing this. You're telling people you are all in. If it's financial, you are ponying up the money. If it's um, like moving across the country, you are starting to look at houses, you're, you've told everybody, you've put in your notice, you're doing it. So this was when I actually put down a $2,000 deposit for the car. And this was back August 31st. So it took a while to get the car. And this is when you talk to your boss and you're like, all right, I'm putting in my notice. Number eight unexpected delays. So it's like as soon as you step forward, 
and you take that big leap, it's not unusual for something to happen, a setback of some sort. Um, I think it's Liz Gilbert calls this the great trickster of the universe. Like something will happen. My sister-in-law talked about this in her interview on episode number one. She said um, she quit her job and I can't remember what happened, but it was like three bad things in a row. You know, their hot water heater broke. They needed a new roof. Their car broke down. So this is completely normal. I don't really know why it happens. Liz Gilbert says it's like uh, the universe wants to make sure you're really serious. Like, all right, I will, I'm going to throw you this curveball and I want to make sure you're still ready to hit the ball. Um, my unexpected delay was it took forever. The car kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And the guy even offered me my deposit back and said, if you want to get out of this, you know, you can. Number nine, there will be unexpected roadblocks. So car finally came in. I tried to rent a car to go this three hour trip to get my new car. So I was going to rent a car one way, drop the rental car off, and pick up my new car. But rental car companies, at least around here, aren't allowing one-way drop-offs because they're in set. They don't have enough rental cars to give to people who are bringing them back to the same location. So that was a that was an unexpected roadblock. Um, what I ended up doing was renting a U-Haul, a big U-Haul van, just to drive one way and drop it off. So you're going to have to problem solve. So when I work with clients in this stage, this is where we problem solve. And we have a surprising amount of answers already inside of us. We, we say, I don't know what to do, or I'm stuck. I really just don't know what to do. But if I can help clients access the right part of their brain, the creative, curious part, that's when they're able to say, well, I guess I could do, I guess I could rent a U-Haul. You know, like I never thought I would be driving a U-Haul to pick up a new car, but it was one of those things, you know, one of those right brain, like, oh, this is a creative problem solving answer. Um, with your job, like you may find out you're pregnant. You put in your notice, you know that you're going to be without health insurance, and then all of a sudden, bam, pregnant at 40. Or like my, one of my yoga teachers, pregnant at 43. Yikes! <laughs> so... You will have some roadblocks. You're going to need somebody to help you to talk, somebody to help talk you off the ledge. Like, it's going to be okay. You don't need to turn around and go backwards from being a butterfly to try to turn back into a caterpillar because you can't. You're never going to be a caterpillar again. You have taken this journey and now you just, you're, you're, you're going to have to complete it one way or another. There are going, number 10 is new players. New players are going to be introduced. New characters are going to come into your novel, however you want to look at it. So these new people, some of them are going to be helpers and mentors, and they're going to be guides. They're going to show you the way. And other ones are going to be protagonists. They're going to, I'm sorry, antagonists. They're going to, they're going to put up road, more roadblocks. They're going to be negative. They're going to be naysayers. So you may need some help um, with the players in your story on your journey. In my case, Mr. Richard, who I had spoken with many times as I waited for my new car to arrive, 
just wasn't at work the day that I drove three hours to get there, despite me letting him know I will be here Tuesday morning at uh, 10 a.m. So he's not there, and there's nobody to pick me up from the U-Haul place. Finally, a new girl shows up, and she picked me up, and, you know, th she was a new player. Um, number 11, detour. So, you may think that you want to go back to law school and be a lawyer, but sometimes there will be a detour. Like, ah, actually, your, your parents are sick, and you're going to have to um, defer law school for a year while you go take care of your mother who's uh, needs a kidney transplant or whatever. Um, another detour may be that, you know, you wanted to go live on a sailboat, but the global warming has caused um, unexpected hurricanes and you're going to have to wait six months or your child was diagnosed with dyslexia and learning dis learning problems and you were planning to homeschool your kid on the boat but now you gotta figure that out so detours um, in my case the GPS kept trying to make me go another way home that was going to take an extra 45 minutes if you're in an electric car and you're three hours from home you cannot take a detour so I had to keep rerouting and telling the GPS, no, I want to go this way. And so you'll be pulled in these new directions and you have to keep your focus. You know, if you truly know that you want to end up at a certain point and life is trying to pull you in a new direction, you have got to maintain your, your focus. Number 12, your battery will be drained. So this actually did happen. My battery started dropping charge. Well, first of all, the um, dealership did not have my battery fully charged. They only had it 50% charged, which was a huge shock and disappointment. Um, so I had to deal with that and decided, okay, it is what it is. I can't magically make the battery charge faster because they don't have a speed charger. So your battery in life will be drained. You will get sick of this journey. You will think, what was I thinking? Why am I not back at my comfortable job working in the courthouse? Why am I not back in that first grade classroom? You know, at least the, at least I knew what I was doing and I didn't have all these unexpected um, detours and roadblocks and delays. So your battery will definitely get drained and you'll think of all the reasons you shouldn't have done it and all the reasons that you should go backwards or try to. But remember, you can't go backwards. So you're going to have to have some tools to help recharge your battery. I pulled over, found a Nissan dealer in Greenville, South Carolina, who was super nice and let me hang out in his waiting room while I recharged my battery. And we'll help you find nice people if you're a client. I'm going to be one of those guides who helps you recharge your battery. We're going to together learn what would recharge your battery because it, it will get drained. Number 13, you're going to have new expectations. So you started out thinking things were going to be one way. You thought you were going to go back to medical school and become an ophthalmologist and have great hours. But maybe you did your rotations and it turns out eyeballs totally freak you out and you decide you can't do that and instead you want to um, go into orthopedics. Bones are your thing. 
So you're going to have new expectations that pop up and you have to be a little flexible with this because there's no way for you to map out your journey 100% before you even start. Number 14, your battery will get drained again. Just like in life, when you're on this journey, your battery is going to get drained again and again. My battery drained again. And it's not that I it's not that I bought a crappy car. It's just that I didn't I didn't charge it very much when I stopped in Greenville. I should have stayed there like an extra hour and I didn't. So I didn't listen to my body. I didn't listen to my car. You may not listen to your body and it may drain again. So this is just you have to repeat the same lesson over and over until you learn it. So this is the point where fear and despair came in. And this is the point in your journey where fear and despair may come in. This is when you're on the bathroom floor crying and thinking, I don't know why I did this. This was the point where I was in this North Georgia um, outlet mall with a car charger that didn't fit my car and my car was on empty. Actually, I had two miles left on it. Two! And I started crying and <laughs> I called the girl who sold me the car and I said, what do I do? And, you know, she didn't know what to do. But it was one of those fear and despair things. I called the 1-800 number on the car charger and I was like, what do I do? And so you're going to start looking outside of you. You're going to freak out. You're going to ask everybody, what do I do? Why did I take this stupid journey? So at this point, I was like, I should have bought a Honda Accord. I should have bought a hybrid. What was I thinking? But I had two miles left. So I calmed myself down, did a little self-coaching. And I found, thank goodness we have Google. I found another charger about two miles away. I didn't know if I'd make it. I pull up. There is a guy who's just plugged his car in. There's one charger that would fit my car. And he's like, yep, sorry, got to charge my car. Um, and so that was another roadblock, another character that had been introduced into my story. But he was able to help me because I don't know if I could have figured out the app and the charger and the payment and all that. So he was only there about 20 minutes and then he actually became a helper. So you're going to have issues like this too, where you are ready to give up. You wish you hadn't started on this journey. You're doing a lot of self-name calling. Your inner critic is fired up and blasting you right and left. Maybe even your friends and family are like, what were you thinking? You know, I got home last night and my husband's like, I should have gone with you. I knew I should have gone with you. Um, so you're going to have people in your life who are like that. <laughs> Not that he was not supportive, but you're going to have people who kind of agree with your inner critic. And they're like, yeah, you should have taken me with you. Can't say that I disagree with him. All right. Number 15, you are on the home stretch. So this is when you actually get where you wanted to go. So this is when I pull into my driveway and I'm like, yay, I made it. 12 hours later, I am here. I am home. And so you will make it. I mean, that's the definition of a journey. You have a starting point and an ending point. So you will end up where you're going. And yeah, the last step is when you have hindsight. And that's when you kind of reflect on all the lessons you've learned, how long it took you to get there. Did you really get what you wanted or did you end up somewhere and somehow along the way you 
no longer wanted to end up where you were going, but you just sort of stayed on that path. And this is where you start a new journey. So we don't stay in the same place. We can't stay in our comfort zone forever, despite wanting to. Um, it's not how life works. We have to keep learning lessons over and over. So this is when you get to start square one all over again. All right, I hope this has been helpful. Um, if you would like to see a picture of my new car, sign up for my newsletter, hope.cook at gmail.com. Just shoot me an email, or you can go to the website, coachhopecook.com, and there's a pop-up, and it's for my little mini free ebook. It's called um, Hacking the Life Machine. It's a pretty cool little book. So if you click your email in there, that will also get you um, on my newsletter, and I'll show y'all a picture of my new car. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one -on -one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and, and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.